0: This program did not reflect the views of the Salem Media Group.
1: Water in the court. Be seated.
0: It's time for Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquart. Todd Marquart, attorney at law in Texas. If you're a millionaire or a thousandaire, Talk Law Radio is now on the air. Call in with your business law question, your elder law question, veteran aid, Medicaid, build a business to get paid. 210-308-8867, or ask a question online at marquardlawfirm.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T, lawfirm.com. And now, it's Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt.
1: Welcome to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt, here on 930 AM The Answer, and later we'll be on Apple Podcasts and www.talklawradio.com. Today, uh, we're going to be talking about Medicare, so stay tuned. The State Bar of Texas is the state agency that governs attorney law licenses, and the State Bar wants attorneys to inform the public about the law. But because legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and because laws are ever-changing, material discussed in this program is meant for general informational purposes only, and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with your individual professional advice. Okay, I'm missing my iPad this morning, and so... um, having to navigate things on my phone, and it's uh, a little bit challenging. <laughs> okay, next, Marquardt Law Firm sponsors our show today, and attorneys at Marquardt Law Firm focus on business and estate law, including last wills and living trusts um, and tax-protected inheritance plans. New businesses and old businesses, which might have issues with corporations, contracts, LLCs, family-limited partnerships, and we can represent those who are facing problems from lack of planning, uh, like in guardianships, probate, business disputes, breach of contract, real estate disputes, and injury cases. Check out our blog at Marquart Law Firm. Go to marquartlawfirm.com, click on the blog link, Right below the search box, you'll see an article called, Before You Confront Your Parents About Power of Attorney. That's a good blog to read if your parents are getting older. Before we get started talking about the law, let's begin with prayer. Dear God, thank you for this day. Thank you for all the gifts and blessings that you give to us. Please forgive us for our sins, for our mistakes, for doing the wrong thing or failing to do your will. Please help Rick and I talk about Medicare law today. Help us to use the gifts and talents you have provided for the good of your people, for our own good, and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Rick, welcome to the show. Thank you, Todd.
2: Thank you for the opportunity.
1: (laughs) Rick Hood is back. This is uh, the third time, I think. I think so.
2: Third time of charm, hopefully. Right.
1: (laughs) And it's Medicare open enrollment, so we're going to be talking about Medicare. There are some things Rick's uh, allowed to talk about and some things he's not allowed to talk about because Medicare, being a government program, is highly regulated.
2: Yes. Uh, Amen to that. It is.
1: Hopefully our listeners already know you.
2: Hopefully so. Yeah. (laughs)
1: But I'd like for you to um, talk a little bit about yourself again, um, just to remind them or to uh, introduce yourself to new listeners. So tell us uh, where are you from?
2: Well, I'm originally from Dallas, but I've lived here for uh, 53 years, so I call myself a San Antonian, and uh, I've been licensed to sell insurance products here in San Antonio since 1995. So I've been in the Medicare sales field since 1995, mm-hmm. and I'm an independent insurance agent. I work for an affordable health insurance agency, and uh, we have an office right over here at the Allon H-E-B at the corner of... Uh, Northwest Military Drive and Wurzbach Parkway inside the H-E-B.
1: Okay. You you started with Banker's Life way I, back when, it, I right? did.
2: Yeah, I did as a captive agent at Banker's Life and Casualty, and they have a great program. Uh, I learned a lot there. It was um, I met some really good people there. I was very blessed that I came aboard there due to a, uh, my best friend, Don Harrell, got me involved in the business, and, uh, and we started out there together and uh, branched out from there. uh,
1: I met you about 15 years ago, yeah, um, and you were working for uh, Tex-X.
2: Tex-X's, uh-huh, yeah. And um, Don and I and uh, a gentleman named Kyle Donahue were were partners with Tex-X's at that time when we met. And, uh, yeah, I remember that very well. (laughs) uh, uh, That was a a good day for me. It
1: reminded me that... um, uh you you did a lot of things uh for Kyle that that was like um you were his uh second in command
2: sort of yeah i was his office the office manager there yeah. uh, uh, and so
1: i was going to pick your brain about that and see How uh, I could get somebody at my office to to fill that role?
2: Well, um, if I'm not mistaken, of course I don't know the details, but I think Tyrone is pretty much doing that from at least from the way it looks to me.
1: Yes, Um, he he wears a lot of hats. Yeah, Uh, Tyrone's my brother, and he's the office manager. Uh, He's the director of operations. He's HR. Uh, he's the the building facilitate uh, facilities manager, and so I'm I'm also trying to figure out you know how to make his his job easier and and more clear and um, because we're, we've all got so many hats it, we want to make sure that everything's being done so we'll we'll talk about that Indeed. but back to you oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you you've been in the industry a long time. And you have to have licensing to do all of that stuff. So tell us about your licensing now.
2: Well, of course, you've got to have the uh, Group 1 license to sell the insurance products in the state of Texas or any other states that you want to sell in. Uh, then in addition to that, for the Medicare Advantage plan, you have to have uh, annually, you have to recertify with the American health insurance program. Um, and it's, uh, and, in, and then also with each individual company, each company has their own certifications that go hand in hand with that. So, uh, it's hard to be an independent agent because you've got so much of that to do and you still got to take care of your clients, which mm-hmm. is the number one job, right? I mean, that's your goal in doing all this, but it does get sometimes a little bit cumbersome trying to get everything uh to fit all the regulations in and get it done you but by this time of the year we've got all that behind us and we're we're all good to go i also do i do health insurance life insurance and annuities so um the health insurance this time of year is what drives uh, most of the you know most of the sales right obviously. because uh, open enrollment exactly yeah
1: exactly. i read this morning about uh, some Medicare regulation that that says you have to be uh, certified somehow. I forget the terminology there. Do you know what it's uh, all about?
2: Well, you have to be certified through. Yeah, like, that was what I was just uh, speaking mm-hmm. of the Ahip certification, and then with each company that you choose to sell the products with. Okay. So the more the more independent you are, the more certifications you've got to do (laughs) you know with each company Um, and uh, you know it's there for a reason I mean it's still even though you get certified with the company you still that's more rules and regulations and medicare fraud waste and abuse and that sort of thing that you have to learn and you have to uh, be aware of but then you've got the products with each company that you have to learn and Honestly, I'm a, learn, I, I'm a learn-as-I-go type of person. I know a lot of people can study up all these plans, and by this time of the year, they have them all down 100%. I still have to refer back to the books for each company, for each specific plan, mm-hmm. to see what the changes are and to see – you know, the details of it, um, uh, of what they are for this year. And when I say this year, I'm talking about 2022 because we're enrolling enrolling for 2022 right now. So, okay. you know, compare and contrast the changes between 2021 and 2022 for each plan for each customer that we have on the books. And, um, I still have to look at the books for that at this time of the year. I'm not yeah. good enough to have it all in my head. Well, that's okay because
1: uh, there's a lot of information there. there we, is. Yeah. we wouldn't want uh, somebody to just rely on their memory. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a good thing. Uh, not me. I found the, the rule I was looking for. It says an individual must complete a course at least eight hours in length applicable to Medicare-related products under Chapter nineteen point one zero two four of the Texas administrative code. So I
2: think that's the AHIP. I think that's the American Health Insurance okay. Program, I believe, but I don't know the But specific this code. is the Texas version. The of Texas that. version, yeah. yeah. Oh, well yeah. The yeah, yeah. the part of the licensing is for Medicare as well that you originally have to do to get your We gotta yeah.
1: take a break. Okay. <laughs> Stay tuned. All
3: right. no longer able to care for yourself or your home. Without powers of attorney, your loved ones will be forced to the world of court battles and guardianship lawsuits to declare you to be incapacitated. Better yet, ask about a living trust containing your instructions about where you want to live, how you want to be taken care of if you have a heart attack, stroke, or develop Alzheimer's or dementia. Call Marquardt Law Firm and find out how a living trust can help your loved ones settle your affairs without a judge in court. Call 210-530-4278. That's 210-530-4278.
1: Welcome back to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquart here with Rick Hood, who's talking about Medicare during this time of open enrollment. Uh, he works with uh, Affordable Health Insurance Agency here in San Antonio. Uh, Rick, where can we find you these days?
2: Alon H E B most of the time. I'm if I'm not in uh if I'm not in a client's home, because uh, I do still go to home sometimes as well, but I work out of the Alan H E B, uh Northwest Military Highway and Wurzbach Parkway. We're inside the H E B, right up in front of the checkout lanes. And we're open there ten to seven every day. It'd either be me or Magenta that's uh that's there if uh okay. if they come in there.
1: Good. Yeah. So if the, if they want to see you in person and they well, just want to walk in, they can do that.
2: Absolutely, yeah, and anybody that shops there or goes to the pharmacy there, we have a really good relationship with the pharmacists there, uh, with Kyle and Leanne, and, and they usually will, you know, if they're a customer there and they have questions about their prescription drug plans or something or their Medicare, you know, health care in general, we we work with them. You know, we're oh, happy to help everybody. It's yeah. a free service. It there's doesn't cost anything. People
1: have questions even when there's not open, open enrollment. Yeah, yep, yeah. <laughs> exactly,
2: year-round. I mean, we're there year-round, so 10, okay. to, 10 to 7 every day except for Sundays.
1: Tell us uh, something about your family.
2: Well, I'm blessed to have a wife uh, have, uh, 26 years now, uh, 26, Congratulations. Yeah, uh, Teresa. And a uh, wonderful son, Preston, as well. Uh, Preston's 23, and he's about to graduate from college. And, um, um, you know, we're a very happy family. We're, uh, Great. Very, yep, I'm very blessed. I feel like uh, God has actually been very good to me at <laughs> this point in my life. When you finish
1: day. with uh, open enrollment, what are you going to do for fun?
2: <laughs> well, hopefully, open enrollment finishes this year. It will probably go on some sort of a vacation this last year because I do Medicare open enrollments and then also ACA open enroll, Affordable mm-hmm. Care Act. Uh, this last year, the open enrollment uh, went on from this time of twenty twenty, you know, uh, yeah, twenty twenty, right. all the way through August of twenty twenty one. So okay. There was only been a couple of months break here. Uh, mm-hmm. We did take a little vacation uh, towards the end of it here uh, this this summer, but uh, you know we try to get some time in at the beach is usually what uh, okay. what we like to do as a family. Great, you know, just nothing nothing fancy. Just go down to Puerto Ranzas or uh, yeah. South Padre somewhere and. and Enjoy ourselves.
1: I guess the the long open enrollment was somehow due to the pandemic. It
2: was, yeah. The American Rescue Plan uh, extended the special enrollment period for those that are under age sixty five, uh, and there were certain uh, extensions for Medicare as well that went on. Uh, actually, it went on through September thirtieth under certain conditions for different counties. And so we've literally – it's just been a very busy year Mm -hmm. yeah because of the the, the pandemic and, uh, uh, you know, everything that's going on out there.
1: So next week we're going to talk about the Affordable Care Act. Correct. And health insurance for people under age 65.
2: Yep. A lot of changes in that. Um, A lot of positive changes for the people that are under 65 in terms of government subsidy getting, you know, a little bit more money, a little Mm -hmm. more assistance with their premiums. Okay. So – It's all good.
1: Great. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the history of Medicare, just in case you forgot. Um, July 30th, 1965, Lyndon B. Johnson signed the Medicare program into law. Um, And as most people know, Medicare provides hospital and medical insurance uh, for those who are over the age of 65. It was an amendment to the Social Security Act, which was passed in 1935. So um, during that bill signing ceremony, uh, it took place at the Truman uh, Library in Independence, Missouri, where President Harry Truman was enrolled as Medicare's first beneficiary and received the first Medicare card. Uh, Johnson wanted to recognize Truman who in 1945 had become the first president to propose national health insurance. Um, so that's the history of uh, Medicare.
2: It is, yeah.
1: And I was asking you before we got started today about what's new in Medicare. You said there's a couple of proposals in Congress, to, one of which would be to change the age to age 60.
2: Yes. Um, they're, they're bills. They're not anything that... I don't know how much support they're getting because, you know, that's above my pay grade. But, uh, but yeah, there is a, a proposal there, a part of the infrastructure plan, this infrastructure plan we keep hearing kicked around, you know. Um, and part of that was to lower it to uh, age 60. And then also there's a pr- uh, I think it's a separate bill that's um, proposed to add some dental, vision, and hearing benefits to oh, original right. Medicare as well. Yeah,
1: You know what I read that is new this year? What's that? I, I read it in uh, the, the Medicare and You handbook. Mm-hmm. So if, if you didn't already get that in the mail, uh, everybody that is on Medicare gets this really thick book of uh, Medicare stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's page 34 says that uh, Medicare will n- now cover a cognitive um, evaluation by a primary care physician.
2: Yeah, that's something you would think would have been covered before. Right. There's little things like that that are. Uh, yeah.
1: I yeah. think that uh, in the in the past a doctor could go ahead and make that diagnosis if they're already um, have, having a, a medical visit mm-hmm. uh, for right. some something else. But mm-hmm. now you can go in uh, for the sole purpose of having a, a uh, cognitive evaluation. evaluation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that. That that's pretty important because um, a lot of people I talk to about guardianship, uh, the the first question is, well, does your loved one have capacity? Well, a doctor has to weigh in on that. Right. If you're only incapacitated if there's a medical reason that's causing you to be incapacitated. hmm Exactly. So I like that that new part of what's happening in Medicare this year. Uh, let's go over some of the basics of Medicare. There's different parts.
2: Yep, Part all,
1: A. Part yeah. of the alphabet. A B C D. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's
2: as easy as A B C D. Okay. So yeah. tell
1: us about Medicare Part A. Part A
2: is the hospitalization. So that's going to cover the, the the costs of the hospital themselves, um, and uh, it also covers uh, skilled nursing and and uh, hospice and some other benefits mm-hmm. that go along there with it but primarily it's the hospitalization portion of it. Uh, Medicare essentially covers uh, right now I think it's $1,484 deductible when somebody goes into the hospital they would pay, if they have just original Medicare they mm-hmm. would pay that full deductible and then after that they're covered um, they're good for the first uh, 60 days then they're they there there's a there's co-payments that begin um uh you know after a period of time but they essentially have up to 90 days of coverage per stay and then there are an additional 60 days that are lifetime days so they have a a total coverage with the original medicare of 150 days for that stay in the hospital if they were to uh, need that much most people don't but okay uh, uh, but after paying uh, the fourteen hundred and eighty-four dollar deductible. Um, you know, there—that's the initial payment that they have okay. to pay, and then and then they. Go so there's
1: there. premiums and there's deductibles and yeah. there's co-payments. But and, and
2: the premium, uh, you know, they the first six the the premium that they pay right now is one hundred and forty-eight fifty. Uh, that's actually for the Part B. Their Part A for most people are are covered if they've mm-hmm. worked for ten years or forty quarters. Okay. And so assuming their Part A is free, then they would want to pay their Part B premium of 148.50. dollars um, The first, the 1484 uh, deductible going into the hospital covers the first 60 days. Uh, after this, from the 61st uh, to the 90th day, it's a $371 uh, per day co-insurance amount that they have to pay. Um. And uh, if, if people if, don't remember this,
1: the, uh, the invoice will remind them. The right? invoice <laughs> will remind them. And that,
2: and that book that you referred to as well that they get every year, the Medicare and You, uh, right. that, that has all the details in it.
1: If somebody has a question, they can call the radio station right now at 210-308-8867. Rick will do his best to answer your question Or if you're watching live on Facebook, you can type a question in the comment to our live feed, and we'll try and answer that question as well. Tell us about
2: Medicare Part B. So Part B is the medical portion of it, and uh, that works pretty much like an 80-20 plan. Most people are familiar with that if they've had any type of group insurance in the past. Uh, they techni- techni- typically pay their premium, and then they've they their employer, the, the company that their employer has the coverage through would pay 80%, mm-hmm. uh, and then they would pay the 20%. And that's the way Part B essentially operates. Uh, they do have a Part B deductible. It's an annual deductible. Um, that is currently $203, and they pay that $203, and then if they have just original Medicare then they would pay that 20% plus any excess charges. Doctors, by law, can charge 15% over and above what Medicare allows. And uh, so they would pay that 20% plus the excess 15% if there were any excess charges. The The, the catch here is that there's no cap on that Part B. Mm-hmm. So that 20% just keeps like a slot machine but working in the wrong direction right right? yeah so um, whereas with a group employer type plan there's usually a maximum out-of-pocket and with the ACA plans there are maximum out-of-pocket with the advantage plans that's one of the advantages of the advantage plans they give you a maximum out-of-pocket but if you just have original medicare then you don't have a maximum out-of-pocket on your part b So, um, you can, that's, that's the main reason that I recommend everybody to get some sort of secondary coverage. And to me, it's a very personal choice. It's an individual choice based on each person's. Why is that? Well, it depends on their health really, and their doctor relationship and the prescription drugs that they take as to how much cost they might experience with each side, So if uh, uh, they can get a supplemental plan to go with their Part A and B of Medicare, and that will fill in the gaps. It's also called Medigap insurance. Uh, Those supplemental plans are, uh, I always describe it as uh, the most comprehensive medical coverage you can get, Mm -hmm. but it's also the more expensive in terms of premium. So they'll pay a monthly premium for their supplemental coverage, the plan I sell most often is a plan G. I know we're throwing a lot of alphabet out <laughs> here, but the plan G goes with the part A and B as a supplemental plan. And on that plan, no matter what company you choose, they would pay their $203 annual deductible. That's going up next year to 217 I think, but $203 right now. And then everything else medically that Medicare approves uh, but doesn't cover would be covered by the supplemental. So it's a very comprehensive plan. Uh, and most of my clients are are happy with that they that purchase the supplemental side mm-hmm. of the of the uh, there's but also a very popular plan called a high deductible g
1: oh okay and it's the same it's within the same class.
2: It's within the same class. It, it is uh, except it has a much higher deductible instead of the $203 uh, it's, uh, two hundred and three dollar deductible, it's twenty four seventy, twenty four hundred and twenty three seventy. I'm sorry, twenty three hundred and seventy dollars. They pay the first twenty three hundred and seventy, and then the plan pays everything after that. So that's essentially their cap or their maximum out of pocket mm-hmm. is the premium that they'll pay on the plan, along with the twenty three seventy. So it's, and does that.
1: Lower their deductible by having – or lower their premium by having a high deductible?
2: Exactly. That's the reason for doing it. You know, the, the premiums vary, but, um, you know, it's it's about a third of the price of the average, you know, plan, sometimes a quarter, depending on, you know. Yeah, so
1: if somebody has specific questions about that, they should meet with somebody or talk to somebody.
2: The high deductible G plan is one that's not talked about a lot, uh, but for whatever reason, but I always talk about it. I think it's a great option for a lot of folks out there.
1: Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. We have to take another break. When we come back, we'll talk about more about C&D. Yep. Does that Absolutely. sound good? That's next. Okay. You're here on 930 AM The Answer with a talk law radio i'm todd Marcourt. we're taking a break we'll be back with rick hood uh, with affordable health insurance agency talking about medicare during open enrollment stay tuned The talk law radio i'm todd marquart here on 9:30 a.m the answer and i'm talking to rick hood who is life insurance agent health insurance agent uh, with uh, affordable health insurance agency and uh, certified to help people with open enrollment and the the new medicare uh, enrollment i'm going to stump you with something else rick okay. um I was reading about um, people that are going to compare their policies. Um, that they can go to, to Medicare.gov, and, and the government has some information that they can read themselves. Um, and, and so the website says that you should pull out your evidence of coverage and your annual notice of change when you're going to be analyzing what you have.
2: Right. You know yeah. what that means? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> that's not going to stump me this time. Uh, uh, yeah, so the annual notice of change is a letter. Uh, it's called the ANOC letter, just the acronym for it, uh, sent out every year by the companies that are the Medi- on the Medicare Advantage side with each plan that each person has. And uh, I always ask the client to, to bring that with them when we meet um, or I pull it up, you know, either way on the computer uh, but I ask them to go over it before we meet to see if they have any questions to kind of streamline the appointment. It's, so it's, it it uh, has two columns, and it has the current year benefits on the plan and next year's benefits on the plan. And it shows exactly what the changes are going to be, whether the copayments are going up or down, um, you know, the maximum out-of-pocket might be going up and down. All the different details of the plan that are changing in a side-by-side format, so you can, so you can see, and it and it helps us greatly as agents to be able to convey to the client. Uh, this is, you know, here's where your coverage is getting better, or here's where you're losing a little bit of benefit, you know, whatever the case may be, so they can decide, do they want to stay on that plan, or would they prefer to switch to a different plan for this coming year?
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking, (coughs) is it it doesn't compare your plan to everything else that's available to you
2: right and they can do that on medicare.gov we actually uh, teach them how to use medicare.gov i'm a big proponent of that to to um encourage people to use medicare.gov because it's got a a lot of really good features but like any government website it's got so much information there it can get overwhelming and so i've found that it's a lot easier to 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 teach them how to fish than to just give them a Mm -hmm. fish right Mm -hmm. over the years i mean it's 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 become um, more important because as things get more complicated and and quite honestly you know as we get older it's harder to understand you know I see that in my clients I see it sometimes in myself you know it's it's you've got to uh, you need more repetition and you need more side-by-side comparisons to be able to make an educated choice and that's what we try to do at affordable health insurance agency is, is try to let them make the best choice for each individual, mm-hmm. you know, educate them.
1: And can that. they bring a friend or an adult son or adult
2: daughter? Absolutely. We prefer that they do, actually. If, there's, if that question ever comes up, then I, I would say absolutely, let's don't meet without them because mm-hmm. they brought that up for a reason. You know, They trust their judgment or they feel like maybe they're slipping a little bit and they need somebody else there. Absolutely. I, I definitely prefer that. We always do. Yeah. Okay,
1: good. We were going to talk about Medicare C and D. Uh, what's Medicare C?
2: So Medicare Part C are the Advantage Plans, and Medicare Part C is essentially privatized Medicare. So your your Part A and B of Medicare, your hospitalization and your medical coverage uh, is being administered under a separate uh, company, a private company of your choice, and Typically, in Bear County, most of the Part C plans also cover Part D, which is prescription drug. Mm-hmm. So the Part D prescription drug plan is something that you would want to get. You don't have to get, but you would want to get that in conjunction with the Part A and B of original Medicare. So even if you're not taking prescription drugs when you turn 65 or when you go on Medicare, it's a good idea to get Part D because you'll get a penalty later if you decide to pick it up later. So if nothing else, buy the cheapest plan that's on the market if Mm -hmm. you're not taking any prescription drugs and have that so you don't get penalized later.
1: How about Uh, if you decide against Part B, you just have Part A, can you still buy Part D? uh,
2: Okay, now we're— Or do you have to have A and B? I always recommend you have A and B. I mean, you really want to have A and B. There's no reason not to do that. Um, Sometimes people aren't entitled to A— and Part A is very expensive to buy. It's four hundred and some odd mm-hmm. dollars to mm-hmm. purchase if you don't, if you haven't worked enough quarters. But you got to have the A to get the B. And if you get A and, I mean, you wouldn't <laughs> want to not have the B. There's no okay. reason not to because okay. all the plans revolve around having A and B. Um, but you can be eligible for part B, I think, is the way the law is written, and get a part D if you wanted to without having the part B. Don't mm-hmm. quote me on that. Okay. I won't say that on the radio, but uh but there's no reason to do that. You know, you would want to have part A and B at least at a bare minimum of original Medicare. And then I always encourage everybody to get a Part D, too, so they don't get penalized later. So the Part C, back to that, mm-hmm. the, the Advantage plans are your A, B, and D. Here in Bear County, most all of them have a D plan in, included in them, all rolled into one plan, and it's called Part C Advantage plan.
1: And so why is that, if, if you can get A, B, and D... Mm -hmm. And and it's essentially a combination of those things to go to see. Mm -hmm. Why have a a different program for that?
2: Good question. What's the advantage of the Advantage Plan, right? (laughs) I mean, I get that question a lot. So um, there's advantages and disadvantages to both sides. Um, The advantage to the Advantage Plan is that most of them have a very low or, in some cases, zero premium and so you're not having the out of pocket monthly premium amount like you do with a supplemental coverage you've got a company that's doing the administration of your part a and b and d of medicare mm-hmm. Uh, so it's one card that you use when you go to the pharmacy or the hospital or the doctor. It's it's simpler. It seems like a little thing, but that can actually be kind of a complicated thing with some, you know, uh, with in the Medicare arena. Right. But and then also you get additional benefits that Original Medicare doesn't provide. Uh, typically, those are the dental, the vision, the hearing. Some of them provide gym memberships and. And uh, the alert things you can wear around your neck okay. and different things like that you get with the Advantage plans that you don't get with original Medicare. So medically speaking, the, the Advantage plans are not quite as comprehensive as having A, B, and a supplement plan. okay. Uh, but because you, you, when you go to the doctor, you'd still have some copays. When you go to the hospital, you'd have copays. You're gonna, its its more a pay as you go plan. I see. But for somebody that's not using their plan all the time and they're not concerned about later having the plan, you know, later on, uh, a supplement plan—that is, an advantage plan—can be a great uh, can be a great deal for them because uh, they're saving that monthly premium.
1: Well, if I'm healthy at age sixty five and I go with the uh, the advantage plan and and something happens. can I switch back to a b you d can, and supplement
2: you can all, n- n- yes, but not the supplement necessarily so to get the supplement other than at age sixty five or within that first year after turning sixty-five, you have to buy it with your good health. You have to be able to go through oh, underwriting. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. So otherwise, I mean, if you think about it, everybody'd get an advantage plan. Then when their health changed, they'd mm-hmm. buy a supplement plan, and it wouldn't make you know. Uh, uh, from an actuarial standpoint, it wouldn't make sense with the insurance with the insurer. Okay. They couldn't. They couldn't account for that. So. Uh, so yeah, at age sixty-five, when you turn sixty-five, is the once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to have guaranteed issue for the you know for a medicare supplement there's no questions asked on the application about your health whatsoever other than do you smoke okay so um that's more lifestyle question but uh and then you have one year uh if you do purchase uh uh, if you purchase an advantage plan you have a year to try it before you buy it so to speak Mm -hmm. and if before the end of that year you decide you want to go with a supplement instead then you can switch back it's a trial right that you have and you can switch back to a, a supplement plan of your choice without having underwriting but after that um, then you don't you have to buy it with your good health you okay know? yeah
1: and do you have to wait for open enrollment to make changes in that first year
2: for yes you do have to do it around the open enrollment periods now there's actually It's very confusing because we're technically right now in uh, AEP, annual election period, which goes from October 15th through December 7th for Medicare open enrollment is January 1 through March 31. And that's a time that people can disenroll from a a switch plans, you know, if they want to. We don't advertise that, but I mean, that's for something it's there as kind of a safety valve. If somebody makes a bad choice on their Advantage plan and they find out in January that, oh, my doctor's not with this plan or something's, you know, or a drug cost is very high on this particular plan, they can switch to another plan. So they've got to do it around open enrollment or AEP, Uh, to be able to disenroll from the Advantage plan to get back to the supplement within a year. Okay. If
1: you have questions about all this stuff, call us at 210-308-8867 or post a comment in the live Facebook feed. Uh, We're about to end this segment. We'll have to take a break. And when we come back, we'll be talking about legacy. If you have a question, now's the time. Call 210-308-8867. You'll be live on the air or post a comment in the live feed. Again, I'm Todd Marquardt. This is Talk Law Radio, and we'll be back with Rick Hood talking about Medicare. Stay tuned.
3: or your home. Without powers of attorney your loved ones will be forced to the world of court battles and guardianship lawsuit to declare you to be incapacitated. Better yet, ask about a living trust containing your instructions about where you want to live, how you want to be taken care of if you have a heart attack, stroke, or develop Alzheimer's or dementia. Call Marquardt Law Firm and find out how a living trust can help your loved ones settle your affairs without a judge in court. Call 210-530-4278. That's 210-530-4278.
1: Welcome back to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marcourt here with Rick Hood talking about Medicare. And uh, we did have a call during the break, but, but that person hung up. If you still have a question, give us a call at 210-308-8867. Um, before we start talking about legacy, I, I wanted to just share my experience about going on to Medicare Uh, They have an open enrollment link. I clicked it, and the the first thing that pops up, it says answer a few questions, a few quick questions. What type of coverage are you looking for? We'll show you uh, 2022 uh, 2022 plans. If you want a plan that starts uh, before January 1st, view the 2021 plans. But the question is, do you want information about Medicare Advantage plan, um, uh, Medicare Part D, Medicare Part D plus Medig- Medigap, or Medigap policy only? Um, but what if I don't know anything about any of those? Well, that's, that's <laughs> I don't know which one to
2: choose. That's that's why you need me, or that's why you <laughs> need agents. You know, right. it's it's a job job security for us you know built into the built into the system there it, like i said it can be confusing they don't try to make it that way but that's there's often, just so many options there are there and that's a good thing you know as long as you have somebody that's honest and that's educating you on all of your options you know that's where my job where i believe my job is to fit the pieces into the puzzle to get the right person with the right plan and and hopefully they are able to stay there you know but also to let them know that they have other options they can change that under certain parameters like we were mm-hmm. just talking about and uh, and and you know but the, the that's the goal is to fit the the person's need with the appropriate plan for them letting them choose that of course but but fitting them guiding them right. towards what the best choices would be for their particular situation because everybody's different and doctors and drugs and right health Situation; It's all different. So.
1: We got a question from Linda. Linda, you're live on the air. What's your question?
4: Great. Um, so I uh, help out with my mother who's uh, in her 90s. And um, we recently, as in last week, um, changed doctors. And her new doctor uh, does not take the TRICARE for Life Insurance. So, of course, my mom at this time is is a Medicare, um, you know, recipient, you know, patient wherever she goes. And in the past, the Tricare for Life has picked up. I guess what would be considered the supplemental or whatever. So, there's been very little out of pocket, if any, for anything that's gone on. So now I'm looking at it and listening to this, and I've been reading the Medicare booklet, and I'm thinking, I. I am I automatically going to have to be maybe manually filing for that 20% or she going to have to pay that out of pocket? Or how does that work when they say, oh, yeah, but we don't take the TRICARE side?
2: Linda, that's a very unusual situation. Normally when somebody comes to me and they tell me that they've got TRICARE for life and Medicare, I say, well, that's that's great. You've got the best coverage that's available out there. You don't need anything else. Um, uh-huh. uh, so it's it's. Um, I would start with finding out with that doctor what plans they do take, uh, what you know, what they're wanting, because maybe it's a, a managed care plan, an HMO type of a, a situation where they just don't like to take Tricare. But even then, um, I, it's very unusual that somebody doesn't take Tricare. Um,
1: you really like that doctor.
4: Uh it, yes, I think it'll be a a really good change for her at the, at this point. Um yeah, we've had a lot of difficulties lately. So, so um yeah,
2: so but
4: maybe maybe I'm understanding them incorrectly because exactly what you just said, I've always heard that you know with her medicare and tricare for life that she's got like the cadillac Mm thing yes
2: yes absolutely um so that's where i would start and if you want to give me a call i'll be happy to help you through it but um if you know call the doctor's office Ask them what plans, if they don't take TRICARE for Life, then what do you take? Because there is an option out there that you can get a managed care plan in conjunction with your TRICARE for Life. But the thing to be careful for is TRICARE for Life has prescription drug coverage. And if you get a managed care plan that has the Part D included in it, it's gonna conflict with your TRICARE. You're not gonna, you don't want to do that. So you can get a Part C plan that does not have Part D included in it, and then maybe that would be a, you know, if the doctor tells you there's a particular plan that they accept, then that would be the next route to go. Um,
4: Okay. Thank you
1: for the call. Will you you. share with us uh, what part of town you live in?
4: Um, I'm actually out in Seguin,
1: <laughs> oh okay, great. Okay. Yeah. well, yeah. thank you for the call. I hope that helped.
4: yes, yes, it did it gives me a good uh good place to start with the questions awesome.
1: okay,
2: take care. good so, luck
4: appreciate it thank yeah, absolutely. Now? yeah
2: thank you,
1: Wow. That was interesting.
2: Yeah, that's a very unusual situation. Uh, She's definitely got some digging to do there. I I suspect, hopefully, she'll call the doctor's office back, and there was some miscommunication on that, and the doctor or somebody at the staff at the doctor's office maybe conveyed some wrong information to her and
1: ask for somebody else. <laughs> yeah, ask for
2: some. I always ask for the person in the billing department because mm-hmm. that's the per, you know a lot of times the doctors don't even know that's not really their job to know the insurance mm-hmm. uh, that they accept, you know, their job is to diagnose and treat. So the billing the person that's the admin in the billing department there is the one that uh, usually knows which plans they take. Okay.
1: So the question for me <clears throat> that came up after that call is uh when I meet with my health insurance agent to talk about enrollment or or making changes, uh, what information should I bring?
2: Uh so <clears throat> for the change, somebody that's already a, an existing client when, right. when, he, when he come in to meet, bring um, I always ask them to review that ANOC letter, the annual notice of mm-hmm. change I know you mentioned the evidence of coverage, um, if I want to put them to sleep I'll tell them to read the evidence <laughs> of coverage because <laughs> uh, that's all the details of the plan and I do often refer to that if there's a specific question mm-hmm. that a client has, we'll look it up while they're there don't bother reading the evidence of coverage, it's probably overwhelming, but the annual notice of change and or The summary of benefits for you know the next year uh, or the current year, whatever the summary of benefits gives them a good idea. That's something we always go over with the client. That and the annual notice of change and any prescription drugs that may have changed throughout the year or doctors. A list, yeah, a list of doctors, drugs, and um, the annual notice of change. And
1: one time, it was my job to take my granddad to. Uh, some outpatient procedure, he had a, a problem with his back and they were mm-hmm. going to give him some cortisone or something. Mm-hmm. And I thought I was just the cab driver. You know, I was just going to drive him over there. <laughs> and um, he he brought with him this uh, paper grocery sack uh, full of pill bottles mm-hmm. and little scraps of paper that he made notes uh what medication does what and how many times he was supposed to take it, and so i I just happened to be carrying the bag you mm-hmm. know I was the cab and the and the bag boy, and so I'm sitting there with him um and and the nurse asked me uh what medications does he take. I don't have any idea, you know I'm not his caretaker, I'm his cab driver, right <laughs> yeah. And uh, the, the physician asked me the same thing, and I said, hasn't he already answered these questions? You know, he's in his 90s. He's bound to have seen you before. Mm-hmm. You know, don't you have this as part of your electronic medical records? Well, you know, they they just always ask. Mm-hmm see yeah. if you tell them something different because they need to make sure that they have everything.
2: Exactly. Yeah. That's why they do it to check, to make sure that there's no changes that they're not aware of. They're always, you know, double checking because that's a vital part of the job. But yeah, uh, I always encourage everybody to have a list of their medications and to carry it with them. Uh, I mean, I've seen it a lot in, even in the HEB store where people, um, you know, aren't feeling well, will maybe pass out or mm-hmm. almost pass mm-hmm. out or whatever. And, uh, uh, usually kyle the pharmacist will come over there and he'll be kind of triaging the situation and if they've got a list of medications that helps him tremendously i mean you you never know how how right. vital that could be wow. or if they have to go to a hospital or to a doctor to you know they may not be able to pull the medical records right away but if right. they can see a list of medications that you're taking oftentimes whatever condition that they have might be a result of one of those meds
1: great know? tip yeah yeah thank it, you for that yeah Okay, so we're nearing the end of the show. I have to ask you, just straight out, what's your legacy?
2: What's my legacy? Um, I, that's a good question, Todd. I guess you know, my legacy is to is to hopefully leave this world and my family a little bit better place. The, you know than what it was when I got here mm-hmm. and to the extent that I can do that I, I try to do that for my clients as well but I've done the same for my family in terms of like life insurance and and things like that the health insurance obviously you know can be a big pitfall but the life insurance to me is a is a crucial thing for people to have because uh, there's so many people that just don't have any and they don't realize it I guess until they're too old to buy new life insurance you know or
1: they get diagnosed with something they get
2: diagnosed with a health condition exactly you know so um fortunately i got in the business a long time ago so i bought my own policies you know at a younger age because it's expensive now at my age too but Mm -hmm. um but that's it, to try to leave, you know, people better off than what they were before they met me. And, and hopefully I can do that. The main vehicle that I use to do that is the life insurance because nobody really realizes um, – you only buy a life insurance policy because you love somebody more than you love yourself, right? Mm-hmm. You love a family member or you love somebody. You want to better their world after you leave. Mm-hmm. And um, – people, I think all people really want to do that, but they just don't take the effort to do it. It's hard to get people to, to take that step to apply for the coverage or to even ask about getting the coverage. Um, but it's so important because it doesn't obviously replace anybody. It, it's not you know still not better because that person's gone, but to take the financial burden off of them right. at such a stressful time uh, just means everything. I've seen it over and over. And the the greatest satisfaction that, that we get as agents in this business are to help get claims paid, to see that the insurance company is covering a claim for somebody, and and particularly with life insurance. When somebody's passed away and within a few weeks you can deliver a, a big check to them, I mean, it's just the greatest feeling in the world. It it makes it It's what my business is all about. That's what it's uh, – that's, Yeah, that's
1: I – like to tell people that when there's tragedy, um, nothing can replace that person. Absolutely. But sometimes a fistful of cash will make you feel a little bit better. <laughs> it helps It helps
2: ease the pain and it, and it buys them time to grieve and to get over it. It's you know. right
1: because you might miss work um, yeah. and you might not have as much as you did before. Mm-hmm. Um, I met with a, a young woman uh, who lost her young husband uh, to COVID. Yeah. You know, it was a complete surprise and they were newly married and, uh, have bills, Mm -hmm. you know, that relied on two incomes and, uh, she just didn't know what to do.
2: Yeah. Thanks Rick. Uh, I've got
1: to end the show. I'll see you next week. I'm looking forward to it. Okay. Stay tuned for next week.